Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Funky Brain Podcast. My name is Dennis, and this is my funky brain. Who I have here today, a uh, man, he is a Frank Sinatra singer. And if you close your eyes, you'll picture Frank Sinatra singing. His name is Eddie Sessa, and he's joining us from New York City. Eddie, how are you doing today, sir? Doing well, Dennis. How are you doing? I am doing pretty well myself. Everything is pretty great. You know, we're learning how to cope in our new normal for now. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's not going to be forever. It's just for now. That's what I think. Yeah, no, nothing lasts forever. And <laughs> Lord willing, this is one of those things that never lasts forever. You know? Yeah. So, um, yeah. awesome stuff. So, I was listening to you last night. So, Eddie does a Facebook Live every uh, Tuesday night that you could tune into, and I thought I was listening to Frank Sinatra. It sounds that close to it. He was singing "Fly Me." Fly me to the moon. Although, not good when I sing it, but when Mr. Sessa sings it, it sounds incredible. So what got you into that, other than, of course, sounding just like him? Well, first, thank you for the kind words. And uh, what got me into it? Oh, that's a long story. I got I to gotta say, you know, before I even talk about that, uh, you know, I saw, uh, I saw your, your Bill Boggs uh, interview, and I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. And... He started out by saying laughter is the best medicine. When Bill Boggs said laughter is the best medicine, you know, and I, I agree 100% with him. Uh, I might add to that that music heals the soul, you know, and I just started a company actually, uh, which I've been working on for a while, called, called Malt Entertainment. And what that stands for is music and laughter therapy. I love that. Music and laughter therapy. Laughter therapy. And it's so true. You know, those are the two greatest things to make a person feel good. I just finished writing a show, actually, which is called uh, A Night of Musical Nostalgia. Because musical nostalgia, they've done studies and found scientific studies where they, you know, they hooked up the brain and found that when somebody plays your favorite music from years ago, your brain reacts the same way as if it took a drug that makes you feel those endorphins, releases those endorphins, you know, a drug or, or even or love, you know, the love and the drugs can induce these the same feelings as listening to, a, you know, your favorite music from years ago. And my show, I, you know, I have a great comedian friend of mine, Mike Marino, who um, he's going to open the shows for me, you know. He's a he's a funny funny guy, you know. So we got it all covered. We got the music, we got the laughter, you know, and hopefully it's the therapy that everybody needs. Uh, I'm looking forward to that when this crazy pandemic finally ends. God willing, sooner than later, you know. Yeah, and I can't agree with you more about music and laughter. And I love your concept, Malt. That is such a great concept. I mean, music really sets the tone. Like if you talk about like losing your senses I, w I was actually i was thinking about this early this morning a very similar concept but when you, if you talk about if you were to actually like lose your any of your senses i think i would rather go blind than lose my hearing i need to hear music i need to hear and i need to laugh and I, I i need to listen to somebody when when you're feeling down and you hear something that just makes you giggle inside and all those problems just they're gone yeah, yeah. and you could turn on a song and go back to the a time when you were full of laughter, or even when a musician dies, people really mourn their loss. And you're like, why? 
I never met them before. This is just some celebrity out there somewhere. But you know how you were connected with them is they were there with you through the, the happy times, the sad times, the mad times, the glad times. They were on in your car. They were in your bedroom. They were out on a walk with you. Like you connect with these people. And when somebody dies, it's like you miss them. Yeah. I actually, uh, well, I was lucky enough to have met Frank Sinatra, which I'll tell you a little bit more about later. But um when I was young, uh, had dinner with him and, and Dino. But, uh, you know, I, yeah, I did. I cried when he died. And I never met Luther Vandross. I was supposed to, he was one of my favorites. I, I loved Luther Vandross. And actually had tickets, front row seats, to see him at the Westbury, Westbury Music Fair here in New York. And he got sick, and I, I, I never got to see him. And then he passed, uh, passed away, and I, 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 I literally, literally cried, you know, when he, when he passed away, like you're saying, you know. Same with Michael Jackson, you know, just when you have people who, you know, they have such talent, then, you know, it's, uh, it's sad to see them go, you know. But, I do know, yeah. And so that, that's really interesting um, that you had dinner with Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin. So tell me about that. Uh, I was in my uh, early 20s. It was in Atlantic City. New Jersey at the Golden Nugget Casino, the original Golden Nugget Casino, when Steve Wynn owned it back in the day, uh, early 80s. And um, yeah, Frank and Dean, they actually were friends with my godfather and my uncle. And uh, we went to see them in concert there. And then afterwards, we had dinner with them, you know. So I was sitting uh, with royalty at that table, you know. I was just a kid. I wish I was my age now sitting with them. I think I would have even appreciated it more. But that's when I actually started singing their music, you know? Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Those are things that change your life forever. They help, oh, yeah. they help form your life, I guess I should say. Without a doubt, you know? Yeah, and so, so what's going on right now? What are you doing? What are you doing with your, uh, your business? Are you taking this mall in a certain direction? Are you going to try to um, expound on this online singing or what, what's going on? Tell us. I kind of, you know what, I'm, before I tell you what I'm doing now, I'm actually going to take you back a little bit, you know? Please do. Yeah. Awesome. Where I got to now, you know? And then where I feel like I'd like to be going in the future, you know? But I'll, it brings me back to Bill Bugg's interview again, you know, because he, he finished the interview saying, he quoted Frank Sinatra. Basically, what he was saying was, uh, Frank Sinatra said, you are very powerful as long as you know you're very powerful. I love that. That reminds me of a quote I heard. It was, uh, our greatest fear is not that we're uh, weak, it's that we're powerful beyond measure. So that, that's, a sim, that's a similar quote to what you said. Yeah. I love that. You know, it made me do some introspection, you know. And uh, if you're interested, I'll share a very Damn. personal story of my life, which led me to where I am now. And I've never shared this personal information with anyone before. You know? Please do. Yeah, I look forward to hearing. Uh, you know, it's funny because when I do shows now, when I'm on stage or whatever, you know, I've done shows for as many as uh, 6,000 people I had in, uh, in Eisenhower Park in uh, East Meadow, Long Island in New York. And I did a two-hour Sinatra show with a 20-piece orchestra, you know. You know, people see me do shows like that and everything, and they, they figure I was born to do this. I was, you know, wow, you, you make it look so easy. You, you, you know, you're not nervous up there. If they only knew <laughs> my background, you know. I couldn't even speak in front of, you know, a group of people. I got about 6,000 people. I couldn't speak in front of 10 people, you know, if I had to get up and talk when I was in my 20s, my early 20s. And, um, you know, I'm, I come from an Italian family. 
a very dysfunctional Italian family, you know, growing up with the old school parents. And, um, you know, Lord knows they, they didn't want me to be an entertainer, that's for sure, you know. But, um, you know, I grew up as a little kid. All, all I ever used to hear was, you know, children are meant to be seen and not heard, you know. So when you were a little kid, you kept your mouth shut, you know. And I kept my mouth shut for a long, long time, you know, and because... If you said something wrong, oh my God, you know, you, that was the end of the world. You know, I admire when I see young kids today on these shows, American Got Talent, uh, America, American Idol, and all these shows. And I see these little kids up there and their parents are behind them smiling and they're so happy that these kids are up there singing their hearts out and everything. And, and I says, wow, look at the five, six, seven years old, some of them, you know, as young as that, get up there and they're like, seasoned professionals and i say wow i guess that's what <laughs> if you have a little push you know from mom and dad you know but uh, i couldn't even practice my music you know i used to like playing the piano you know i'd come home okay you finished now i want to watch the put their tv on you know so i really didn't have much backing when it came to that you know so i was a, a real late bloomer to say the least you know i always loved music I always loved music. Uh, music kept me going, you know. But it took me a long time, and it took me a lot of uh, self self help, I guess. You know, uh, reading a lot of books and going to a lot of seminars and such. With Tony Robbins was my man, you know. When I was in my late twenties and uh, early thirties, and he, he helped me a lot. And little by little, I always knew I had a, a voice. I always knew I had a good voice, but. You need a lot more than a good voice when you're doing shows, you know, when you're in front of all these people. You have to, they have to know who you are. You know, you got to connect with the audience. So that took me a long time to get to that point. Here I am now in my uh, later years, and it's really a lot of it is just coming together for me, you know, opening up. But again, Italians grew up also very, you know, everything was so private and, you know, you can't, don't let anybody outside of the family know your business, you know. Remember that saying from, uh, from the Godfather? Yeah, I do. So that's that's the kind of family I grew up with, you know. So you just kept your mouth shut. It's hard to be a singer keeping your mouth shut, you know. But um, I'm happy to be where I'm at, you know. So, I, But I never pursued my singing career until later in life. I, I, I was a restaurateur. I, I owned a, a few restaurants. And it turned out I opened up... Uh, I had a couple of supper clubs. I ended up singing at the supper clubs and building up a, a real nice business. I had one of the most successful supper clubs in Long Island back in the 90s. You know? That's where I really started honing the skill. But never, I never, ever thought of myself as an entertainer or a singer. I always thought of myself as a restaurateur who got up and sang in his place, you know. But I had a, I had a nice trio there with, and I always had a... Uh, different uh, female vocalists and every night, you know, and um, I would get up and do my thing. We built up a very, very successful uh, business, you know. When I sold the uh, last, last one I had was in uh, 2002, and I uh, moved down to Florida for a while. And down in Florida, uh, uh, several years, I didn't, I didn't uh, do any singing or anything. But it's, it's a long story short, I was in this restaurant one night with some friends of mine from New York, who knew the owner of the restaurant and they had a guy singing there. I says, Oh, you should let my buddy Eddie get up and sing a song, you know? And I really was, I, I you know, I wasn't, I didn't have my head uh, for that right then and there. But anyway, with some coaxing, and they got me up, sang a song. The owner says, come on, sing another one. And I sing another one. Next thing you know, he's coming over to the table when I was done. He says, can you give me one night a week over here, please? Can you come and sing here? I says, that's, that's, that's not what I do. You know, like, <laughs> 
He says, well, you're doing pretty good. He says, you got to come on, give me one night a week. I gave him one night a week. That, that led to two nights a week. That led to some other people hearing me and giving me offers to sing some places. Before you know it, I had a two-year contract with Diamond Resorts International, which is the big timeshare resort down there. And they're, they're all over the, the world. You know? And uh, I was singing there two nights a week and doing their special events and such like. And that's how it started. And it just snowballed, you know? So again, I'm, you know, this, I'm only going back now the last 10 years. So I really still consider myself uh, a novice, but uh, and learning every day. I'm still learning every day. It doesn't matter how old you are. Right. It's you. You still have this time. Every day is a gift. You know, you don't have coronavirus. You don't have cancer yet. You know, what whatever it is that you think are these debilitating problems, and sometimes people do have those problems. But you know, if it's money, if it's all these uh, these other little things, as long as you're healthy, it's like go after your dreams you have today. Doesn't matter if you're 30 years old or 93 years old, you still have today. So to go after it, and you know, you bring up Bill Boggs, and one of the things that we were talking about when I interviewed him, and I love this about him, is he said that he was able to achieve everything he ever wanted to in life, and most of it he dreamt about when he was a kid. So, I mean, he's one of the really fortunate ones and what a what an incredible man he is. But how awesome it is to go after your dreams, your goals, your desires, whatever it is. Go after them now. I'll tell you, I'm a late bloomer. I learn really slow and I forget really fast. That's my thing. You know, it's taken me like, I'll be doing something that isn't going right. And I realized it hasn't been going right ever in my whole life for 48 years. I'm like, oh, I can change that. Like, why didn't I just change this like 30 years ago? You know, this some little thing, whatever this little thing is. But we all learn at our own pace, I think. Well, you know what? You can't change the past, but every day starts your future, you know? And you make your, your future what you want from here on, you know? That's so right. Don't live in the past because the past can only bring you headaches, you know, if you, especially if you didn't like it, you know? But uh, some very successful people that I know, you know, they've always said the same thing. Don't, don't, they don't even want to talk about the past, you know, unless it's a learning experience or whatever. Just worry about the future, you know. Can't live the past. It's yeah. gone. Yeah, just know? plan for the future. Do the right things today and the future will unfold that well, way. Without a doubt. So that's a great story, the, the story in Florida, how you ended up getting that gig. And so what movement did you, how did you get back to New York? And then what got you to continue moving in this direction? Well, what got me back to New York uh, was, wasn't uh, the, the best of circumstances. It was a divorce that got me back to New York. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I said, you know, I just says. I got to get back to my roots, you know, where um, everybody I know, you know, is, is is here in New York, you know. I don't have a big family. I've got cousins up here. That's about it. And um, but I'm I'm very close with and uh, and tons of friends, you know. So you know, I said, if I'm going to start my life over, it'd be in my hometown. Yeah, that's great. And what better place to be a Frank Sinatra singer than in New York City? Yeah. Uh, so if somebody wanted to get in touch with you, how would they go about doing that? Well, they can, um, Facebook really is where I do everything, you know, so Eddie Sessa, you know, E-D-D-I-E-S-E-S-S-A, Eddie Sessa, that's my, Facebook, I put everything out there, or whatever shows I'm doing, or, you know, like these Facebook live feeds and such. I have a professional page also, Eddie Sessa, Frank Sinatra tribute artist. The show that I'm going to be doing is not Frank Sinatra, you know, I, it's going to be, again, it's. It's called musical nostalgia. So it's it's all the music that 
got me to where I am today. Yeah, just I try to make it fun, you know? Again, music and laughter, right? I so. love that. Again, Eddie Sessa. So I would say, first of all, thank you so much for uh, joining me today, Eddie. Um, Thanks for having me. Yeah, I, I mean, really great time. I appreciate you opening up and sharing your story and your experiences. It was really cool. Um, yeah. So for those that are interested, Eddie does Facebook Live every Tuesday night. I believe it's at, is it at 5 o'clock on Eastern Eight time? 8 o'clock Eastern time. 8 o'clock Eastern time. So I'm in Colorado, so it's 6 o'clock my time. 6 o'clock your time, yeah. Yeah, 5 o'clock California. So um, awesome. I would highly recommend tuning in. It's really awesome stuff. If you're a fan of Frank Sinatra and the Rat Pack and that type of music, that era is awesome stuff. Very entertaining. and Put a smile on your face. Eddie, thanks so much, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right. We'll talk soon. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Funky Brain Podcast. Hey, Dennis here. Have you ever looked in the mirror and thought, I need to quit? Or maybe you've tried dozens or even hundreds of times on your own, but you can't do it. If you are sick and tired of being sick and tired, call me now for a free 20-minute consultation. We'll just talk for a little bit and we'll see if you don't feel better. And while we're all dealing with the COVID pandemic, I'm offering two free full 40-minute coaching sessions. We'll get you set up with the tools you need to become successful in recovery and sobriety. I know from experience, having been sober since April 8th of 2003, that it is not easy, but you don't have to do it by yourself. I'm here to help. We'll do it together. If I can get clean and sober, anybody can. So call me right now, not tomorrow when you're sick and hungover again, right now. I'm here to help. Have a great day.